away. Huberto walks in, makes a move, and he scores! Jonathan Huberto! And he scores! Alexander Markov! What a move! He's giving the Panthers the lead once again! Welcome to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Here are your hosts, Jameson Olive and Doug Plakins. Hey everybody, welcome back to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. Doug Plagans here alongside Jamison Olive. Great to be back here on Territory Talk. Uh, out the last couple of episodes, had some, some vacation time, but back here on Territory Talk. Great to be back with you all, the listeners. Great to be back with you, Jamison Olive, and uh, probably won't uh, be out on an episode of Territory Talk again until uh, next summer sometime uh, on a vacation. So you got me now for uh, for about the next uh, 365 days. <laughs> um, take. Yeah, I'm just glad you know the, the building's still standing. The show is still here. Nothing burned down. So uh, everyone that tuned in when Doug wasn't yeah. here, thank you very much for for being Team Jameson and supporting. And thank uh, and thank you guys. And Randy Moeller was Randy uh, Moeller was uh, in on, uh, on an episode, and you had uh, a ton of great material caught up with uh, with all the new Florida Panthers free agent signings uh, over the last couple of episodes. Great to hear from from the new additions to the team. And folks, if you haven't heard those conversations, uh, Jameson had interviews up uh, last week with uh, with Brett Connolly, with Noel Achari, uh, Anton Strahlman. We heard from Sergei Bobrovsky on Territory Talk not long ago. Dale Talon as well. So FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk, iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Check them all out. I know you're listening to the show right now. Now, probably on one of those platforms, I would imagine, unless you made up your own uh, new podcasting platform that we're unaware unaware of. But uh, in case you're looking for another place to consume territory talk, you can find it through those avenues. But uh, we're, lots we're, of we're great in our stuff. 30s. There could be some uh, podcast things we don't know about. So actually, if you are listening to some strange podcast thing we don't know about, let us know. Send, send us an email, uh, you know, reach out on Twitter. Let us know where you're listening. Yeah, we'd love to, whether it's where you're listening technologically or where you're listening geographically. Yes, yeah. We love that too. <laughs> so uh, be sure to, uh, you can always engage Territory Talk at Doug Plagans on Twitter for me, at Jamison Coop for Jamison. But again, lots of great material uh, on all the big news that's been made uh, in Pantherland over the last uh, over the last couple of weeks here. So you can get caught up on that by going to floridapanthers.com slash Territory Talk and going through the other avenues as well. And we have lots more coming up uh, throughout the summer. But on this episode here today, we want to look look back, turn back the clock, just just a couple of weeks. And before the big free agent splashes were made, before July 1st uh, came around, uh, the Panthers hosted their annual development camp at the Panthers Ice Den in Coral Springs. And it was a great opportunity. We talk about this all the time when development camp comes around. Great opportunity to get out there, see uh, a lot of the Panthers' top prospects up close and personal, see some of the guys, uh, a lot of the guys who were just drafted. You had that opportunity as, uh, as well, guys that were just selected by the Panthers in the NHL draft in Vancouver in late June. Those guys were participating in development camp just a couple of weeks ago at the Ice Den. So I know we got a chance to uh, say hi to a lot of Panthers fans out there. Thanks everybody for uh, for coming out to check it out. But uh, we had a great time there at development camp at uh, Jamison and it was great to, to be able to see some of these Panthers top prospects hit the ice, including as I mentioned, some of those that were just drafted. Yeah, no, it feels like 80 years ago. Uh, it's crazy. Just so how, much has happened so much in the last happened. couple of weeks. And that, that's why we didn't 
have a chance to do the episode because DCAM ended that Sunday and then Monday came along. We signed Sergey Borovsky and a bunch of other free agents. So obviously now, like Doug said, we're turning back the clock a bit. There was obviously a lot to get to a development camp. Um, and just kind of before we get to individuals, just as a whole, I think it it just felt like, and just this is just from the eye test, it just looked like probably one of the most polished camps I've ever seen since I've been here. Uh, n- no one really stood out negatively. Everyone looked like professionals. Um, so that's not just, you know, uh, you know, stick tap to the new guys for just immediately adapting, but to the guys that have been to, you know, one, two, three, four camps, they all did a really good job kind of showing the other guys the way, setting the tone, kind of, you know, being leaders in drills and on the ice and things like that. So, um, you know, props to, you know, Brian McCabe, director of uh, player personnel here at the Panthers. Uh, he's done a great job building a great camp. It's just, it's just, it's a well-oiled machine now. And all the guys from the on ice stuff, from the scrimmage to the off ice stuff, you know, they went uh, to Marlins Park, they went bowling, the on ice, the off ice, the bonding, the camaraderie that's being built. Everything just seems like it's in a really good place right now. And just going off a couple of things you said right there, you mentioned the skill level and just, uh, you know, the, the tempo that existed throughout that entire development camp. During his closing remarks, if you will, after uh, after the scrimmage, when Dale Talon had his media availability, he had really high praise for everybody and said just, to, you know, you could tell everybody out there belonged. And he had uh, great things to say about exactly that, the skill level, the, the collective tempo that we saw throughout development camp. There was a lot of speed. Guys were going hard, especially in that scrimmage. And the scrimmage is really one of my favorite parts of development camp every year because sure, it happens on a Sunday morning in late June, but guys go hard out there. And it was uh, it was a lot of fun to uh, to watch what was what ended up being a pretty, pretty tightly contested game. The goaltenders were tested a lot in that uh, development camp scrimmage. So that was a lot of fun. And and Brian McCabe mentions that he's mentioned this before at development camps, mentioned it this time around too. But uh, you learn a lot about uh, about the players, uh, you know, especially, uh, you know, the guys that kind of have been through it a couple times that take on kind of a, a leadership role, if you will, at development camp. Um, he always talks about how much, uh, you know, we, we learn about the players throughout the camp and just what a valuable experience it is for the guys to go through it every year. Even the guys who've gone through it multiple times before. It's a it's a very valuable experience, and and it was great to be able to watch some of these these young guys show off uh, the skills that they have. And people always say, especially Cabro always says, you know, this week's not so much about you know getting earning a roster spot or things like that. It really is about the camaraderie, about just learning to be a pro. But in that same sense, a couple guys, it felt like they did kind of earn jobs here at D Camp. Uh, you go back and you look at that scrimmage. Like you said, it was a great scrimmage. It was a physical scrimmage. Uh, two defensemen really stood out. Jake Massey had a, had a lot of big hits, a free agent out of Vermont. He looked really good. Uh, Dylan McPherson. Uh, uh, who got a little taste of the pros last year with the Thunderbirds. Um, he had a, uh, on a spe- uh, just strictly AHL contract. He, ha- you know, had two assists that game. And, you know, lo and behold, uh, since that decamp, both those guys have now signed two-way contracts yep. with the Panthers. So the Panthers obviously like what they saw on those guys. They got contracts. Now they're going to have a chance to shine in Springfield next season. So uh, you, you, you can win a job, it, lo- it looks like, at decamp if you, if you really do, you know, put your best foot forward and showcase, um, you know, the best side of your game. But you, you mentioned the goaltenders. And now here's kind of where we're going to start going. through some individual names here, some of the bigger names first before we get to, you know, our little, uh, you know, diamonds in the rough, but big name Spencer Knight coming in. One of the biggest names of this year camp, obviously 13th overall pick by the Panthers in this past, uh, past draft in June, highest goaltender ever drafted by the Panthers, highest goaltender drafted in the NHL since Vasilevsky went 19 to the the lightning a couple of years ago. And obviously that worked out. So, uh, it comes in with a lot of expectations, but you, you wouldn't know it by talking to him. He's, he's extremely level-headed. He's extremely just a mellow dude. And I think that's kind of what sold the Panthers. Uh, Dale Talon talked a lot about, about the, you know, 
one, he's got it. He's got that special thing, but he's also got, you know, that between the years factor, you know, you need it for a goaltender where, you know, the highs aren't too high, the lows aren't too low, and he is just a machine. And I, that really stood on the ice. Uh, like I said, great uh, performances during the scrimmage there. He made a ton of saves, and not just the first saves, the saves in succession, the rapid fire saves, you know, stopping the rebounds, things like that. Uh, all the stuff that, you know, is really hard for goaltenders to do. He made it look easy, and that's, you know, why I think hopes are so high. He's a very efficient goaltender out there, and when you, uh, you talk about, um, uh, him being calm. I mean, we, we had him on the air the night he was drafted and one of the first adjectives he used uh, in talking about himself and kind of I asked him the uh, scouting report uh, you know of himself and he described himself as a calm guy and uh, and he showed that he's a calm guy and at that development camp uh, all the eyes you know there were a lot of eyes on him because uh, you know a lot of folks knew that he was just picked 13th overall a lot of people went out there to uh, to really catch a glimpse of of him out there and he had a great showing and uh, you know really really excited I think uh, speak for all of us when I say we're really excited to see what he does as he starts his college career at Boston College and and goes beyond that because uh, this is a guy that has an incredibly bright future and uh, and again pick 13th overall uh, the Panthers clearly have uh, have big plans for him yeah and you look back at just what he did with the USA program you know just a legendary program almost everyone on that program got drafted the U.S. developmental team um, 59 career wins over two seasons that that's a that's a record and so many good people have come to that program so for him to have a record like that obviously says a lot about his game and the fact that he he's a winner he, he just is a winner that's all you have to say about him and uh, that's something that you know he hopes one day bring to the NHL but for now like you said goaltenders they take a little time to get that seasoning he's heading off to Boston College but that's gonna be so fun to watch him kind of you know get that Boston College program back to where it needs to be along with you know fellow Panthers prospects you know Benjamin Finkelstein on the blue line Logan Hutsko a great young forward there um, so that trio is you know the Panthers trio in Boston we have we all have high hopes for them but uh, I think the coolest thing is also World Juniors this year 2020 World Juniors you have to imagine he's gonna be the starting goaltender for Team USA so it's gonna be really exciting to watch him kind of, you know, embrace that mantle and see how far he can take the red, white, and blue. But uh, we talked a lot about Spencer Knight. We also talked to Spencer Knight. Um, so quickly, here's our couple chats we had with him. Uh, kind of splice some clips together here about just his thoughts on being drafted by the Panthers, his first development camp, all those good things. And then immediately after that, we're going to get uh, Brian McCabe's thoughts on Spencer Knight. I thought I uh, got better as each day went by, and I think it's good just to get a little game going. So it was good. I mean, uh, the first, obviously, dev camp, and um, it's a lot of fun. You get to meet the guys and play a little hockey. It's a little different because you're not coming back given your college commitments the, any, this week, that this is kind of your last time to see a couple of these guys till next year. Yeah, yeah, I want to see, um, yeah, because I'm going home for the summer, mm-hmm. and I uh, obviously go BC guys here and a couple other guys I'll play against and uh, hopefully see down the road. You plan the seeds a little bit for the BC connection? With yeah, and yeah. Finkelstein and Hutsko, you got to talk a little bit and you know pick their brain a little bit about BC and just really looking forward to it. I think as uh, each day went by, we, you know, we our you know bond got a little closer and uh, got to know each other a little more and got comfortable with each other and uh, we got a great group of guys here. So is that exciting to know these are the guys that maybe you'll, you'll someday play with down the line? Guys, yeah, up the yeah, for sure. I mean, it's good just uh, build a connection with them. Yeah, no, he obviously had a great year on a great team. Um, we obviously really value what he brings to the table. He's a confident kid, uh, believes in his abilities, and he uh, kind of makes things look easy out there. So, you know, he'll go to BC this year and uh, hopefully be the guy there, play a lot of games. They got 
really good recruiting class going in there this year, so they could have a good team, and we'll look for him to to make some strides and hopefully go win a national championship. You know, goalies are a different breed, so if you can have a never get too high, too low mentality, that's a good thing. You know, uh, they take the brunt of a lot of stuff, so I think that's a key factor for a goaltender to be able to park stuff when things go bad. And he seems to be a really mature kid and uh, focused, works hard off the ice, so uh, it's going to be fun. So thoughts right there from Brian McCabe, Panthers director of player personnel on Spencer Knight. Before that, again, you heard from Spencer Knight, uh, his first development camp uh, here with the Panthers, just drafted by the Panthers, 13th overall at the draft in Vancouver back at the end of June. So uh, really excited to uh, see how his uh, career starts to really, uh, really develop and uh, and take off. And a guy who's uh, who was drafted by the Panthers in the first round a couple of years back, kind of a different situation when we talk about, oh, Owen Tippett, uh, Owen Tippett has that first NHL goal under his belt already. He has uh, scored his first American Hockey League goal, uh, you know, so he's hit a couple of uh, early career milestones, I guess. Uh, and this is a guy who looks to be uh, looks to be competing for uh, for a spot come training camp here uh, in September. But uh, Owen Tippett, uh, a great camp there. And he showed the 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 strength he has on the ice. He showed the shot, the speed he's got uh, coming off yet another big season in the Ontario Hockey League. And he just looked like a pro. This was his third D camp. Like I said, he's already played in the NHL. He's already played in the AHL. He's got a chip on his shoulder. He wants to make this team. He's, he's going full-time pro this year. Uh, you know, you, you know he'd love to be in a Panthers jersey rather than a Thunderbirds jersey, but he's going to do whatever it takes, you know, just to become that NHL player. But when you look at him, um, 6'2", 205, but like a really good 6'2", 205 nowadays. I, I, m- I remember I saw some clips when they were out uh, at Marlins Park. He looked like a chaperone. He just looked like such an adult. He just had a man body next to all these other, you know, 18, 19-year-old kids that are still, you know, working on that. So uh, he looks like an NHL player. Like you said, on the ice, he looks like an NHL player. So for him, it's just what the Panthers have been talking about with him for a while. It's just figuring out the rest of the game, playing away from the puck, uh, the X's and O's, things like that. So you have to imagine as he kind of spends more time now around professional trainers, professional coaches, things like that, that's all going to come to him and he's going to figure it out. And he's a guy, out of anyone at D-Camp, like you said, he's the guy that has the best shot of making the Panthers this season. He's a guy I know the Panthers would love if he comes out in training camp and makes the team. And he's a guy that, you know, could eventually down the road, whether it's this season next season could play a really big role for this team and their future success so uh, expectations sky high for him he's dealing with it you know so well saying all the right things and um yeah, you, you look at Owen and he's just kind of, you know, part of what we call the core four here. You know, it's him, Grigori Denisenko, Alexi Hepaniami, Sarah Noel, the, you know, the top four forward prospects for this team. Expectations sky high for all of them, but he's kind of the first one of that group to, you know, be given that opportunity to make that next step, just given that he's been here a bit longer and given that he does already have that experience. And uh, like I said, he's saying all the right things and we get a chance to talk to him. Um, and just like we did with Spencer Knight, we're going to go right from Owen Tippett into Brian McCabe and get his thoughts on uh, Tip. Yeah, it's been really good. I mean, I, I thought the pace was really good the whole week. I mean, I think a lot of guys kind of came in with the, the right mindset, and it was really good. I mean, I think a lot of us learned a, a lot, and we and we developed. A little gap here now between now and you returning for rookie camp. What's what's the plan here for these next couple of weeks? I'm um, just to head back, head back into the gym, start skating a little more, and um, just go on with my summer. This is your third development camp. You know, how, how much have you learned over these last couple of years? Yeah, I've learned a lot. I mean, every time you come, you kind of learn more more and this year was a little different with new coaches and everything but no I think a lot of us took a lot in and, and we learned a lot are you one of the KG veterans here I know we've got a couple guys that played in the NHL but not many yeah I mean obviously you see 
kind of a lot of similar faces and, and a lot of new faces this year. So, no, I think there was a, a, a good mindset, like I said. We've talked in the past about training, nutrition, things like that. From three years ago to now, how much different is your, your day-to-day? Just kind of, do you feel like you're more working like a pro these days? Yeah, I think so. I mean, obviously, a few years ago, I think I got a taste of, of what it takes to be a pro each and every day, and I think that helped me going forward. Now, is this all up to you to make this team? Yeah, I think so. I think that's my the mindset going in and, and throughout the summer and when I come back. I mean, that's that's my goal and, and that's where I want to be. Tip's been here a bunch of times, obviously. Um, you know, uh, brought the boys together, one of the leaders, which we asked them to do. Uh, his whole main focus is coming in this year and making the team. It's his first year pro. Um, you know, he's going to work his butt off this summer in the gym and get in the best shape of his life and come give it a go. So uh, we're excited for him to be turning pro and get him in our system and get our claws into him and, you know, keep helping him grow his game. Uh, you know, he's a dynamic player offensively. Uh, we just got to keep working with him at the details that will make him stick up there. So thoughts from Brian McCabe there again on uh, on Owen Tippett this time. Thoughts from Owen Tippett before that uh, another development camp for uh, for Owen Tippett and moving on to another forward, another power forward, another guy who has been through development camp before. Sarah Noel, his second development camp. He was drafted very early in the second round by the Panthers last year, and uh, and Sarah Noel coming off big season in the OHL too. Um, this is a guy comes in a lot of size. He has the scoring touch and uh, and again uh, a guy who uh, has really continued to develop his game as I mentioned coming off another huge offensive season in junior. Yeah 6'5", 211 just an absolute giant out there he's, he's a prototypical power forward uh, but he showed the scoring touch so, like I said this last season in Oshawa he was named the Oshawa Generals top forward um, 81 points that was tied for 22nd in the league so he's putting up the points now more and more you know reaching those setting those new career highs every year. Yeah he wants to return here in September for training camp and turn some heads and uh, Brian McCabe we'll get to that in a bit he said he wouldn't be surprised if he you know makes some noise and sticks, sticks around here a little bit. So he's definitely one of those guys. It's going to be a great story to watch at training camp, a guy to maybe try and do what Owen Tippett did a couple of years ago, which was make this uh, team as such a young kid um, and really, you know, just at least get a taste, you know, get there. You know, you, you don't stick around for the season, maybe but you get a taste. You see how you do. There's potential for that. So uh, like I said, expectations sky high. I mentioned before, he's a part of that core four forwards for this team in terms of prospects. And just like we said before, Spencer Knight, he's a guy that we you know expect to, you know, potentially, you know, star at the World Juniors this year. Him, obviously, for Team Canada, Spencer Knight for Team USA. But he's a guy that, you know, should be able to make that team if he doesn't make the Panthers and should, you know, really get a chance to shine on that big stage for the first time. Here's a little bit on Saren, followed by, once again, Brian McCabe's thoughts on Saren Noel. Um, I think, like, confidence and just coming into camp, knowing some guys and uh, having that experience from being here last year and just having that confidence is a kind of, uh, it's huge for this camp. Yeah, well, I got uh, guys I know like Greg Morales and uh, Danelle Antropov here, so, um, you know, it's good to have guys you know and you play with and just makes the whole experience that much better. You know, I'm, I'm just kind of focusing on getting better and, you know, talking to the coaches and learning as much as I can this, this camp and, and uh, training hard over the summer and trying to give myself a best shot of, uh, you know, being here full time. Um, you know, they've given me a lot of good advice and, and told me not to uh, to be confident and to, to know that I'm, I'm here and that I can I definitely have a shot if I put in the work and, and get better.
Yeah, there's no reason he can't carve out a role on the World Junior Team. Um, big power forward, goes to the hard areas. When he's on, uh, he's unstoppable at times at the OHL level. I've seen it. Uh, just a matter of getting his game consistently at that level. Um, we've talked to him at length about that. Uh, you know, ways to prepare, ways to make sure you're not having the ups and downs in your game. And uh, he's obviously going to work at it. He'll come to camp too. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, like I know it's an NHL or junior for him, but. He's the type of body, you know, he's physically put together. That's not lacking. Mm -hmm. So you never know. He could open some eyes at camp here and stick around a little while. So big thanks once again to Brian McCabe for uh, for offering up his thoughts on the on the prospects here. We heard him right there again this time uh, talking about Saren Noel, Panthers' second round pick in 2018, and uh, we mentioned the core four prospects, those core four forward prospects. There, that was uh, you heard from two of them. You heard from Spencer Knight before that. Some other guys that uh, want to get to coming out of that development camp. I think uh, first uh, a couple of names, guys that uh, that I thought really uh, turned some heads this. Uh, this time around were guys in their first development camps. Uh, Cole Schwint, a forward who was picked in the third round by the Panthers uh, in this draft. And uh, and also uh, defenseman Vladislav Kolyachanik, a defenseman picked in the second round of this draft. And John Ludwig as well, uh, picked in the third round of defenseman. I thought all three of those guys who were just picked in this draft a few weeks back, I thought uh, all three of them really showed some great skill out there and, uh, and showed different skill sets. You, we knew that when they were all drafted, all very different players, uh, especially the, the two defensemen, different kinds of defensemen, but uh, but they show they bring a lot to the table. Yeah, Ludwig had a great hit uh, on the end boards uh, during that scrimmage. Like I said, like we said before, a physical scrimmage, which was really awesome to see. Uh, they all look great. They all looked, you know, like guys that weren't in their first D camp. Like I said, this, this camp seems so polished. They all looked like, you know, they've already been through this before. So it's me excited to see them, you know, next year and, you know, down the line, kind of seeing how they develop. But you mentioned Cole Schwint, um, a guy that, you know, out of that group is probably a guy we, we knew maybe the littlest about coming into this camp. We just kind of knew he played with Owen Tippett in Mississauga for a bit. Uh, we knew he was a big kid, 6'2", 183, and uh, that, that was about it because he wasn't at the draft. We didn't get a chance to talk to him at the draft. He wasn't there. So, and the Panthers um, traded into the third round to, yep. get, a, to get a second third round so pick. So clearly they him. saw something in him, but he wasn't at the draft. He tweeted about how excited he was. So this was kind of our first chance to both see and talk to him in person. And uh, like you said, blown away, really impressed. Uh, you know, I see now what the Panthers saw when they traded back in to do that. Um, he, he's not a guy that's you know going to score 100 point in juniors, but he's a guy that, when I mean, you look back at last year, 49 points in 68 games. That was a career high. But that's who he is, though. He's, he's going to be one of those guys he projects. He could be a really good middle six forward in the NHL if everything works out. He doesn't have to be a guy that's going to come in and score 30 goals. He's going to be the guy that, you know, creates rebounds, you know, you know, you know cr- crashes the net, gets those greasy goals. And we saw that right away in the scrimmage. Under a minute in, he scores a rebound goal uh, and just lights up. So uh, everything, you know, that you know, him being advertised as that player, we saw that at camp. We saw that in the scrimmage. But uh, like we said, Cole Schwint, uh, you know, new to the scene, but, you know, expectations now high after this uh, this year's development camp. So here quickly is our chat with uh, Cole Schwent, followed by uh, Brian McCabe's thoughts on Cole Schwent. Big thing that we worked on this whole week was, you know, stopping in the blue paint. And uh, luckily, you know, I remember to do that. And that's a big part of my game back in Mississauga is just, you know, going to the dirty areas, stand in front of the net, uh, do anything that takes to win. And, you know, I went there today and yeah, I missed it a couple times, but finally the fourth whack I got her in. And this has been, I'm sure, a crazy week for you. How do you, how do you sum it all up here? Yeah, I know it's been awesome. A uh, huge learning curve, curve for me. Uh, I think that I know everything that I've learned here, I'm going to take back. You know, work out in Kitchener, uh, get bigger, faster, stronger. Uh, you know, 
bunch of the technical stuff that we worked on on the ice and, and, te- and off the ice too. And I think that definitely most of it's going to you know translate into next season. And you'll be, you're one of the guys that can come back here for rookie camp because you're in juniors. Is, how exciting is this next couple of weeks going to be and kind of building up to that coming back again? Yeah, I think in the OHL, I think it's a great spot and being able to come back for the next camp is awesome. And you know the hype for that's running high right now. I'm super excited to get back here and and uh, you know get get going. He's a big body. Let's just see where he's at in two or three years when he fills out on 6'3", center, and plays a 200-foot game. Those those don't grow on trees. So he's a great kid, very eager, outgoing. Um, he's jacked up when he scored. It's, uh, it was a lot of fun to watch him out there. So great to hear from Cole Schwint there and also uh, Brian McCabe again talking about Cole Schwint and, and uh, what the Panthers have seen uh, in him. So uh, Cole Schwint picked in the third round of the, the draft back uh, at the end of June. The Panthers again traded back into the third round to uh, acquire another third round pick to, to take Cole Schwint. Yeah, and I know it's his job, but I'm always still so impressed with uh, just Brian McCabe, just his immense knowledge with these kids. I mean, that's kind of how we did this. I just went in there after D-Camp and was like, name, and he was like, you know, 30 seconds on this kid. I was like, name, 30 seconds on this kid. Uh, I, like I said, it's his job, but he still just does it so well. He knows so much about these kids, and he's just so good at kind of breaking them down. So uh, stick tap to Brian McKay for chatting with us and you know, and giving us that insight. But moving right along, uh, you mentioned Cole Schwint. I, I agree wholeheartedly. You know, I, I think that was a great pick by the Panthers. I'm really excited to see what happens with him. But going back the year before that, my guy that I've been on since last year that I've been excited about is Justin Schutz uh, out of Germany. Six-round pick in 2018, uh, 5'11", 180. So he's a little bit smaller. But, you know, 5'11", 180, that's some good size for a kid that's 5'11". Um, and uh, he's just, he's a diamond in a rough. The Panthers discovered him uh, over in Germany at the uh, 1A World Juniors uh, during his draft year. And then he goes back this past year at the 1A World Juniors, uh, seven points to help uh, lead Germany to the gold medal there, um, along with, you know, Dominic Bach, uh, Moritz Seider, who was, you know, first round pick of the Detroit Red Wings this year. A lot of young talent there now developing in Germany. He's, he's a part of that. He's one of those guys. I mean, his seven points, second in scoring in the tournament. So he turned some heads in that tournament and now looking ahead to this season it's kind of the prove it season for him and it's a season I'm really excited about because he's going to go play in the Dell in the, in the German Pro League with grown men I know he's excited about that and then because of how they did at the 1A World Junior Championships Germany's be at you know the premier World Junior Championships this year going up against Canada going up against USA going up against all these other Florida Panthers prospects and he's going to be a big part of that team so it's going to be exciting to see you know how he responds against that level of competition uh, we had a chance to talk to him about that a little bit uh, and once again Brian McCabe I had to ask him about just and shoots as well. So here's that conversation with Justin Shoots, followed by Brian McCabe's thoughts. Oh, you know, like I think I've improved a lot last season. So uh, I think my like good step front. Uh, yeah, camp's been good. Like I think I was feeling a little bit better because I was on the ice like a couple of weeks ago. So uh, I think it's been good. Oh, it's been great. Like I think German hockey is rising a little bit. Like uh, this year again, like first round pick with Sider and uh, we put him out in the under 18 and under 20. Like it's I think German hockey is rising. So now next year we're just trying to stay up in the top division. Like that's a huge challenge. We got a big group up there. Like it's gonna be tough, but uh, I think yeah. We gotta do it. <laughs> How excited are you to get on that the biggest stage possible, the the big World Juniors there, and kind of show what you guys can do? Oh, I'm really excited. You know, like we're playing against, I think Canada, USA, Russia, and Czech. Like it's been, like it's the best 
junior like junior teams in the world. So uh, just trying to like play good out there and just show what Germany is like can do out there. So yeah, it's, I'm really excited. I think the whole Germany like our guys are really excited to play there. Where are you playing next year? Uh, I'm playing in Munich and mm-hmm. uh, in, in the DL. And that, that's a big that's a big jump for you playing against pros. What's the challenge there for yourself? Uh, you know, like I played some games out there like this season already. Uh, like it's a big difference to play like uh, with the man you know like in the battles and stuff like it's huge difference to play in junior and then like coming to the pro and like going to battles and stuff but I think I made a good like on our like you know, it's like a huge difference, you know, mm-hmm. like when you go into battles against men, it's like, uh, you know, they're bigger and stuff and they're smarter. So you're just trying to like go out there and show what you can. Yeah. And what's yeah. the biggest thing you think you need to work on this year coming heading into the next year's camp? Uh, I think like on my physical stuff, you know, like going to battles and win the battles. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's some huge thing or uh, like my shooting. Uh, yeah, I think that's like the biggest. Uh, for, of course, skating, you know, you never like you can always improve skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge, and he's really proud of it. Uh, we spoke at length about it, and he really played well over there. He's one of the best players in the tournament, um, and he's really excited about the chance to play in the A group this year and play against the big boys. So uh, that's obviously one of his goals this year, to go to that tournament and uh, shock the world and upset some people and uh, not get relegated again because uh, they seem to be a team that's been up and down the last few years with relegation stuff. So uh, that's definitely one of his goals he set for the season, and you know he's got a good opportunity to play in the, the big men's uh, DEL in Germany this year and uh, he got a taste of it last year but this year he's, he thinks he can go in there and obviously earn some more quality minutes and responsibility and just keep developing. Awesome to hear from both uh, Justin Schutz there you hear the excitement in his voice and Brian McCabe who like me you know agrees this could be a huge year for him if everything goes well so uh, fingers crossed I'll be tuning in I look uh, I look forward to it and I'm sure at floridapanthers.com uh, we'll be doing updates uh, on whatever he does this year and I know we got a story coming up this month on him as well uh, for my own chats with him at D Camp but um, 40 kids at D Camp we, we, we can't get to them all we named some big ones we each named kind of our, our own kind of diamond in the rough there but some other names throughout uh, Santu Kanun and I thought at a great camp he'll, he'll be over a defenseman uh you know the late round draft pick uh last year he'll be over in Liga this year playing against pros um you know high expectations for him as well Karch Bachman heading into his senior season at the University of Miami Ohio he had two goals in scrimmage look great small but he's a speedster you know he is game works with the NHL game now so it's interesting to see how he does and what happens to him going forward um Ryan Bednar we, we talked a lot about Spencer Knight Ryan Bednar you know 6'6 just a beast in net heading into his first pro season after you know a great career at Bowling Green uh we talked a lot about Spencer Knight but it's it's not just Spencer Knight. Obviously, he's now the the one A prospect in the Panthers system. He's the you know, the guy everyone's you know hanging their hat on. But you know Ryan Bednard, Sam Montenbo. This team just has so many good young goaltenders now that you know you can't just look at one guy. They've definitely got all their bases covered. Uh, they have you know Plan A, B, C. They they really have done a great job now gathering all these goaltenders together. So Ryan Bednard, he's a part of that group. Uh, high expectations for him as well, heading into his first pro season. But uh, Doug, any other names just, uh, just yeah, on tip of your tongue? Uh, you took a couple of them right uh, right off the uh, top of my mind there. But uh, but overall, again, I think uh, uh, Owen Lindmark, uh, another yep. guy that uh, was just drafted this past uh, this past draft, just a, a few weeks back, coming out of that Team USA national team development program that had just a, a banner two days at the NHL draft in Vancouver. He was a guy the Panthers uh, took in the fifth round, and and a guy who uh, the Panthers have really high hopes for, and he has a has quite a skill set. So he was part of that that group that again a very decorated Team USA national team development. 
program. Uh, Tyler Nomoto. I thought he, yep. he looked great in the scrimmage, had a great camp heading into his junior year at the University of Wisconsin, you know, defensive defenseman, blocks a ton of shots, led the school in blocks last year, you know, takes some pims, he plays a physical game, but he also had a goal in that scrimmage. He showed off the scoring touch, so I think he had a great scrimmage. Uh, a couple of guys that weren't there, uh, Grigory Denisenko, obviously one of the top prospects in this uh, in, in the system. He still has one year left in his uh, deal in the KHL, so he wasn't there. Uh, Heponiemi's coming off his first year pro, so we'll see him at training camp. Uh, Max Gildon was a little banged up, you know, one of the top D prospects in the system, so he was there, but he didn't participate, but it was great to see him, and he's a guy that, you know, we still have very high hopes for. Looking forward to seeing him at next year's camp. Um, but, yeah, 40 guys. Uh, some guys already got tr- contracts, like we said. Yep. Dylan McPherson, Jake Massey. Um, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, it's an overall great camp, and it's a, it just gets you excited. It gets you excited not only for, you know, next year's D camp on the road ahead, but just to see so many of these guys coming back at training camp in September. Obviously, the college kids, this was it for them. That's all they get to do. They, they, they got to head to school. They don't come to training camp. But for the guys in the OHL, like Sarah Noel, like Cole Schwint, like Owen Tippett, um, those guys coming back, like Kolya Chanuk, uh, it's going to be great to see them at training camp and kind of see how they do once they're put up against, you know, the Aaron Ekblads and the Alexander Barkovs of the world. And I know it's going to be a big, you know, week for them just in terms of excitement and just feeling like a pro. But also, it's going to be really fun to see that kind of as a measuring stick for those guys. Uh, looking forward to, uh, to everything going ahead here is, uh, again, development camp, always an exciting time, a chance to really see all these prospects get on the ice. Uh, and, and as Dale Talon said, as Brian McCabe said, high praise for everybody who was involved in development camp this year. There was a ton of speed, ton of skill on display over the course of the week. And we saw it culminate with that uh, with that scrimmage. So uh, a lot of highlight reel plays, a lot of fun stuff from that. And we've got uh, tons more coming your way on Territory Talk over the course of the next couple of months. But a big reminder, folks, that single game tickets did go on sale this week. So FloridaPanthers.com, you can go and get your uh, get your Panthers single game tickets. They are on sale. Uh, you can get your season tickets, your groups, your suites, everything on sale. 954-835-PUCK, the number to call. FloridaPanthers.com is where to go to buy your tickets. Again, as, as I always say, if you want to go to one game or all the games by yourself or with all your friends, we can tailor something that uh, that works for you. I'm sure everyone missed the Doug Plagans catchphrase. <laughs> They're all so good. But um, uh, we, we talked about you not being here, Doug, for the last two weeks. Where have you been? Uh, we, the, the people want to know. A little trip, uh, little trip to the Bahamas and baseball trip 2019. And w- w- where'd you hit? What, what, what parks? We went to uh, so uh, the, uh, the baseball trip. For those of you who uh, aren't familiar with the baseball trip, uh, it's, this was the eighth year of what we call the modern era of the baseball trip started in 2012 uh my me and a, a good friend of mine adrian denny who is the broadcaster for the tucson roadrunners of the american hockey league the coyotes ahl affiliate uh he and i go on a trip every year and we hit all the different ballparks we're getting closer and closer hitting all of them he's actually he's ahead of me he's only got one left of the active ballparks he's at 29 of 30 and that's because the braves moved into a new stadium uh and then uh, i'm at 26 of the 30 active parks on this trip we went to two games in san diego we went to two games at dodger stadium more on that in a moment and uh, went to a game at chase field in arizona uh san diego was great uh we had uh, had some had a lot of good food we we ate at sombrero which is the restaurant referenced in josie by blink 182 historically mexican food from sombrero just because (laughs) and we went there twice we went to the one that based on our research the one that was actually referenced in the in the song so uh that 
that was uh, that was a lot of fun. It was outstanding. That's why we went back twice. We wouldn't have given it two chances. Uh, you know, you only get so many meals on a baseball trip, and uh, and we wouldn't have given that place two chances if it didn't live up to the expectations. It was great. We saw it driving into town, and uh, we went to it after a Padres game, and it was so good. We went to it after the second Padres game on the way up to Los Angeles. We went to uh, two Dodgers games. This is where it gets good. You're bearing the lead here because that's where the chaos kind of happened. Well, on the 4th of July, we we went July 4th and July 5th, Dodgers and Padres. Kind of turned unintentionally turned into Padres trip 2019 as well. It just so happened to work out that way. And throughout the trip, because in Arizona, we saw the Diamondbacks and the Rockies. We saw the whole NL West and nothing but the National League West. Uh, Also unintentional, but it just worked out that way. So we went to on 4th of July. We were staying uh, in the suburbs of Los Angeles at a hotel, and uh, and we were outside, uh, outside walking around because the uh, the morning on the baseball trip always starts with a, a, about a, a long run, an of course, a, about an hour run or so. So we were outside actually. We we're doing the in the cool down phase of that, and uh, walked back inside the hotel only to find out that there had been an earthquake and we didn't feel it. So that's the second time in the history of Adrian Denny and I on baseball trips that we apparently should have felt an earthquake that we did not feel. So, uh, you know, fortunately, you know, the, we all, we moved past that. Everything was okay. July 5th, Dodger stadium sitting in the upper deck behind home plate because we, we like upper deck behind home plate. Uh, it, I just think it's the best it's good view. It's the best view. Good it's view. the best consistent view that you're going to get really in any ballpark. And, uh, we were, we're sitting there watching the game and you know, the feeling like when you're in high school football bleachers or kind of like an old press box and maybe there's a lot of people running or something and they kind of start shaking. Mm-hmm. It started to feel like that. And then it started to feel in the best description I've heard somebody use. It started to feel like you were on a boat and the, uh, man sitting in front of us, presumably a longtime Dodgers fan turned around and he said, well, that's an earthquake. <laughs> and there were some people who were heading up the steps, but for the most part, all the native Southern Californians just kind of sat there and watched and didn't really think much of it. And it's the game, emotions. the game never stopped. It was just, you know, part of life. And because, because all the, uh, all the locals were so calm, we were pretty calm. It lasted about 30 seconds or so, and uh, the upper deck stopped shaking, and we continued to play baseball. Game game never stopped. So that was my that was the first time I'd ever felt an earthquake. I'm from Michigan. I've lived in Ohio. I've lived I lived out in Idaho. I've lived in you know I went to school in Illinois and New York. I've never uh, you know lived down here now since 2015. I've never felt an earthquake before. That was my first time feeling an earthquake. I, and, I feel like that's like how we are in Florida when like a tropical storm's coming. And all the native Floridians are like, eh, like call us when it's call us when it's a hurricane. You know, it's just like you're local, you get it, you're used to it. Um, But yeah, that's that's insanity. So you 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 had Mexican food, you had the Bahamas, you had baseball trips, you had in and out burger four times, four in and out burger trips. I went to. Went to, as I said, finished the trip off Chase Field in uh, in Arizona. Saw the Rockies and the Diamondbacks, and it was uh, so we saw. Yeah, we saw the Padres host the Giants for two games. We saw the Dodgers host the Padres for two games, and then we saw the Diamondbacks host the Rockies. So I am now at twenty six of the thirty active Major League Baseball stadiums. This is why we need hockey backs. When hockey's not around, you just go places and you get in trouble. You're in danger. I I didn't. There, we didn't get into any 
any trouble necessarily. <laughs> uh, but uh, trouble came to you. Yeah, trouble kind of followed us a little bit there. And uh, again, fortunately, uh, everything was everything ended up being uh, for the most part fine. I know the the epicenter of the earthquake was the Earth is still here. Yeah, it was way out. Uh, you know, in <laughs> California, it was, it was away well away from the Los Angeles area. But uh, but it was a great place and highly recommend Dodger Stadium for uh, again. It's every as I always say, every park in Major League Baseball is every park's nice every park's unique every park has its things that make it special but uh in my opinion there might not be a more special ballpark than dodger stadium it really is just a gem like it's it is a true gem of of america like just it's just such a nice where it's situated how clean it is and how at the same time you know you you see how ahead of the times they were when they built it because it's you know it went up in the in the early 60s and it's still so wide open and and so clean and um again just uh, just a really nice ballpark so highly recommend anybody who has a chance to go check out a game at dodger stadium it's uh, it should be something on your to-do list if you're a sports fan and speaking of baseball we were at the uh, the marlins game the other day for bark in the park handling jess blaylock's dogs a, yes. a, a very a very very important job but a uh, shout out to the fan there that, that shouted out at us telling us they want jess blaylock back on territory talk yes we're working on it we're working on it she's obviously Obviously, got so many contracts, such a big deal. She's she's won an Emmy, so it takes a. We got to talk to her people. We don't talk to her directly. We you know we got to put her. She is. Uh, I, I would I would say probably safe to say before before we get into training camp, yes. uh, we should be able to get her on an episode at some point. So we always love that feedback from everybody yeah. out there. This, uh, yeah. You know, if you, you know, have if you have a, a guest or an interview or you know something that you would like to see us, uh, you know, somebody or something that you'd like to see us have on the on the show, just uh, you know, never hesitate to. to throw those suggestions and, out there and now's the time because like you said once the season starts we're going to be going non-stop and obviously we're still going to be back here every wednesday but if now's the time if you want us to talk about something you know off the wall strange something we haven't talked about yet let us know like doug said at doug plague is on twitter at jameson coop uh we, we love hearing from you guys but we talked about that and uh you know just kind of the shout outs in public and it usually is just a shout out and I, I like that it's rarely you know people come up and saying like oh excuse me hi it's, it's usually a lot of people just going hey territory talk these guys and i really do appreciate Appreciate that. It's great. We, we, we love it every time. But Doug, um, in terms of recommendations, you had a lot of recommendations there for ballparks and stuff. Uh, my recommendation for this week is a Netflix show because everyone that, you know, wasn't out exploring the world was probably like me back home on the couch watching Netflix. And this show caught me by surprise. Blown away. It is a reality show about glass blowing. <laughs> And it was. Oh, I thought you were going to say that you were blown away by the well, show. I was. I was blown away by blown away. Whoa! Because uh, obviously you blow glass. There's the pun there with the name. That's how you make glass. And I had no prior knowledge of glass blowing before the show, and I was hooked because I think this is the greatest reality show ever made in terms of execution. It's like 24 minutes long. There's zero fluff, zero fake drama. It starts off. They the, the host, some random dude, says, "Hey, you guys got to make you know super cool lamps today." And then all the people get you know it's like 12 people. They go make their lamps. Usually one or two. There's one or two like breaks that happen, but they don't like really fix it. They're teasing. It's like, oh, that broke. This guy's got to start over. Starts over. It gets to the end. They all make their things. They get judged by some professional glass blowing professor who they all these experts they get on. And then one person wins. One person gets eliminated. And we move on to next week. There's no drama, nothing fake. And I love it. And I'm like halfway through. I can't wait to see who wins. So if you want to talk about glass blowing and blown away, hit me up on Twitter. I'm all for the show. Let's talk about it. Let's get into it. First, I've heard of it. <laughs> 
I had a feeling that was going to be a Doug Flaggins first I've heard of it. Um, but I feel like you'd appreciate the art of glass blowing. I feel like that's up your alley. I might have to come over and watch the show with you one day. We could have a have a viewing party. A blown away party. A blown away bash. Yeah, Let's do it. it wait, hopefully, uh, hopefully it doesn't shatter the uh, lofty expectations that I now have for this program. So I, I hope everyone listening goes and watches the show just so we can talk about it more because I love this show. But I'm going back out to California this weekend. Very quick trip across the country and back. You just you just hate being here, don't you? No, <laughs> just I'm, you know, there's. So, it is hot here. I'll give you that. It is no, hot it is. Right it, it, I I I love being here. Uh, there just uh, is an event this weekend in uh, in Northern California that I that uh, I just can't miss. Just but can't, I can't miss Doug Plagan's event. You will be back next week. I will be back next week. It's the, this weekend is the 25th anniversary Warp Tour celebration in uh, in Mountain View, California, and I've been to 32 Warp Tour dates in my life. This very well could be it. So, got to be there. So many of my favorite bands. And in I one guarantee place. you, out of the blue, you're going to run into one person who listens to Territory Talk there in California at Warp Tour. That would be amazing. No, they're going to find you. Maybe I should. I could uh, hand out uh, Territory Talk business cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's the future. We're getting there. But uh, anyway, folks, uh, thanks very much for uh, for sticking with us here throughout this uh, this program, talking about development camp, talking about, uh, you know, the happenings of the Panthers offseason, talking about what we've been up to and talking about uh, the latest in hit Netflix television series <laughs> with Jameson Olive. So lots to uh, lots to cover here. Lots to cover as the summer rolls on every Wednesday. You can expect new territory talk episodes. So be sure to check that out. FloridaPanthers.com slash territory talk and also on iTunes, Google, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify. Thank you very much for being with us. Uh, thanks again, all of our Panthers prospects, guys from development camp we heard from today. Uh, uh, also hearing from Brian McCabe, uh, thanks to him for offering up his thoughts on uh, on all the prospects as well. And uh, again, we invite you back next week. Thanks as always for making Territory Talk a part of your listening week. For James Olive, I am Doug Plagans. We will talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Territory Talk, the official podcast of the Florida Panthers. For all your Panthers news and information, follow FLA Panthers on Twitter.